So Chance, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Diamond, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's chase these threads. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's been a while. Welcome back, guys. Hey. So welcome to Chasing Threads. We are a podcast about fashion culture, um, love. Looks. Looks. <laughs> so many things. Politics, of course, oh. you learned from last episode. Yeah. Um, We're also a pod- podcast who shows up when we want. When we want. <laughs> right. We don't have a set schedule. We, we want to make y'all wait. We want to make surprise y'all. It's not a wait. It's a surprise. You know, you can't know when we're coming. Yeah. It's always a drop. We're kind of like the Beyonce of podcasts. Exactly. It's always just a surprise drop. Just a surprise drop. Yeah. We hope, you know, not as successful because y'all ain't sharing. So make sure y'all share. <laughs> <laughs> but um so let's go into our first segment all right our first segment is called the trinket our trinkets where we take one little small item and analyze that specific thing and from a fashion point of view it has something to do with fashion it has something to do with culture mm-hmm. so this week's trinket is the congressional lapel pin Ew. now i know that sounds a little like <laughs> but it is so interesting. Diamond actually sent me a um a article earlier that's made it much more nuanced than I thought it was. Uh-huh. That every single class designs their own pen and it's mm-hmm. this really like they said it was like a unifying thing between both the Democrats and the Republicans. They all mm-hmm. got so excited about their little pen. Yeah. But for us, we wanted to actually use the lapel pen as a kind of like a Trojan horse to talk about the new Democratic class that just entered this year. Absolutely. This particular um, congressional body, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the 116th, Yes, it's 116th. Oh, okay. um, this particular congressional body is the one of the most diverse mm-hmm. congresses in the history of the United States. And another cute point, which Nancy Pelosi during her speech pointed out, um, is that this Congress will serve during the one-year anniversary of the women's suffrage movement. That's amazing. So that is so, 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 so good. Mm-hmm. So let me give you a little bit of facts about this particular um body congress body so the majority 52 percent of incoming democratic freshmen are women compared to the only the 4.5 percent point incoming republican oh god (laughs) i guess women don't care about politics on the gop side Mm. Um, apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially when yeah, 53% voting for Trump. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So overall, a record 103 women were elected to serve in the House, 20%, 22% more than those who served in the 115th House. Mm-hmm. So another five new women senators and five and 10 incumbent female senators, 133 women will serve in the 116 Congress. <laughs> <laughs> so, and some more statistics is 30% of the incoming House Democratic identify as people of color hmm. compared to the 2% of newly elected Jesus Republicans because hmm. only crazy black people <laughs> vote Republican. You know, I mean, you know, crazy ones. Well, aren't, aren't you the diamond from Diamond and Silk? No, you're not of that. That's 10%? not the. Not, oh, that's okay. not the. Okay. This is a different kind of diamond. <laughs> and you, you got know. on a different kind of silk. Different kind of silk. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Different kind of wig too and makeup. Anyway, so <laughs> so not that not that diamond over here. Um, so Congress will also be even younger. The average age of the 116, 116 Congress, <laughs> the average age is 47. Damn. A 10-year drop from the 115th Congress. Mm. So we pushed out some old folks and pushed in some new folks. A 10-year drop. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So our trinket today is the the lapel. The lapel, because the new colorful lapel pin excuse Mm -hmm. me not lapel um (laughs) the new colorful class that's coming in of women and native americans did you know what one of the things this was actually really depressing to me um when i was watching the swearing in because some of the um there were two native american congresswomen that were sworn in this time Mm -hmm. one of them um deb holland wore actual she's from a pueblo tribe and she wore her traditional pueblo dress on to the swearing in ceremony which is like amazing and there was a shot of her and the other um, Native American Congresswoman, Sharice uh, Davis, hugging each other on the floor and crying. Mm-hmm. And it just really hit me that, you know, we really came over here and stole this land from people. Yeah. Made our entire, we made a government on their land, pushed them away, and we're just now, a hundred and the hundred and, what was that? 16th? 116th Congress. Congress. We're finally allowing women who are native to this land to be a part of our government. <laughs> That was, that's insane. The um, unmitigated white gall. (laughs) (laughs) Like 116 congresses from now, we will let Mm. a couple of your women come in and make a couple of decisions. Yeah. That the orange president won't let pass. But you can at least vote on it. But y'all can come in this government that we set up on your land. Thank you. You're not stuck in your reservation. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we let you come in this grand old just wow. white palace mm. and make your votes <laughs> and we have the first um muslim i don't know they're the first yeah two the two first women muslim congresswomen we have a uh, muslim congressman already i'm not because we know they're all terrorists, so how dare them come in and be a part of our Congress? <laughs> but from the fashion standpoint, one of them has been wearing her um, hijab. At, she wore it to the swearing. I mean, it's just part of her everyday. I would, I would wear it every day. Yeah, even I, if I any, didn't, I would still like. Like, like even if it wasn't my thing. Yeah, like oh, we come, we go wear this hijab. Oh, I gotta come to this hijab, please. <laughs> I, I need I need it to be every every event, every time I'm doing a photo op with Trump hijab. <laughs> You're going to see it in every photo op. You're going to see it everywhere. (laughs) And these folks are feisty. They are. I love them. Because the other new Muslim congresswoman, her Mm. name is Rashida Tlaib, was given a little presser. I think it was actually a congratulations on the day she was swearing. Like, it was very close to her swearing in. She didn't waste no time. No time. (laughs) My girl. (laughs) She was up there giving her little speech and said, we're going to impeach this motherfucker. Yes. So they are, they're doing it. (laughs) They're serving us looks, fashions, diversity, and Uh sass. And political options. We got um, AOC, Mm. Alexandria, Ocasio Cortez. That one. Yes. Yeah. So, a, sure, AOC. AOC. <laughs> so, we got her coming in as um, a Democratic Socialist, mm-hmm. you know, on that Bernie wagon. And that people are I love it. it. And yeah. people are loving her. She's super, super popular. Yeah. She's coming in super fucking just like, you know, how 
in you know like Kamala Harris, she has like that thing that politicians should have where mm-hmm. they know how to answer questions. They're yeah. personable. She's has that as well. Yeah, I agree. You know, she has the stuff that Mitt Romney didn't have. <laughs> she reminds me very much of a like a young Obama. Yeah, the way that her. She just she's very polarizing, uh huh. And but she knows how to navigate it and point with facts. The issues. You yeah. know, we're so not used to facts, <laughs> and you know, for so long since Obama left, yeah. we just really haven't been really. We just have the alternative facts now. Yeah, yeah. and alternative just doesn't feel good I miss as the, authentic. The true ones. <laughs> yeah, I miss the true ones. And so, um, AOC comes with the facts. She comes with answering the questions. Mm-hmm. That really directly, you can tell that she comes prepared. Yep. Like she reads her briefings. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're used. We have gotten accustomed to people not even reading the briefings. The president anymore. There was a report that came out yesterday that he literally doesn't like. He just watches TV all day. And you know, I like TV. I'm, but, I mean, who am I to judge? But I, I'm a store manager at a retail store. <laughs> I'm not the president of, and I am unemployed. So we know our places. You know what I mean. You know we know what the T is. So you know, but I mean, I would expect the president, you know, is reading some things that are coming across his desk instead of designs for walls. I mean, AK fences, yeah, fences. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but at least know. the new class is reading. Reading down every the books, the briefings, and, and, and the people. <laughs> Reading the books, so we're loving it. The debriefings and the people. <laughs> um, so we are really, really loving this new um, political body. We hope that with with Miss Queen Nancy leading. By the way, yeah. She let's has, not... First of all, fashion when she left that Ooh, room in, that in the coat, oh, Ooh. and flipped the collar up and put her glasses on. Oh. But she was giving you Stunning. everything. Baby, she was giving you Miranda oh. Priestley, baby. <laughs> and the fact that there was ever a conversation about removing her from power, when look what she can do. And mm-hmm. she has taken the Democrats' approval rating to 10, I think it's up 10% higher than it's been in like 10, something crazy. Now, it her, the disdain for her is justified because she's in the pocket of a lot of people that she should I not agree. be in. This actually goes back to the whole... Hillary Bernie dichotomy type yes, thing and the AOC absolutely. versus yes, the people like that. Yes. I'm a Nancy person, uh-huh. a Hillary person. Uh-huh. You know, that's me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know I'm not. <laughs> but yes. Um, but, you know, you got to give power when power is due. At the end of the day, Nancy Pelosi has been the highest ranking powerful female in politics mm-hmm. history. In, in history. Well, American so, history. American history. Yeah. So, you know, you gotta you gotta give a bitch kudos yeah. when they done got to that position because mm-hmm. we all know that it ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Nancy. Thank you, AOC. Thank yes. you to everybody. We love all y'all. Thank y'all, and keep pushing for the people, for the minorities, for the underserved. Keep going and wear your lapels mm-hmm. proud. <laughs> All right, guys, so I really wanted to come back from our little hiatus. Is this even a hiatus, or we just, you know, we're just taking our time? We planned this, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We planned this. So it was a planned hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I wanted to come back just hot, ready to serve y'all something iconic, something we can't forget. So we're going to talk about Rihanna today. Oh, th- that girl, my the, bad. We, we talked about the future of politics, now we're talking about the future of fashion. fashion. 
Queen. Okay, so in case you guys haven't heard, Rihanna is actually planning on launching a luxury fashion brand. Now, I'm not talking about Fenty Beauty. I'm not talking about Fenty Puma. I'm not talking about Fenty Savage Fenty. Not doing a little launch within a company. She's planning to launch something that we can't afford anymore. Right. She's going high fashion. Oh. So Rihanna is... Specul- there's speculation and then there's some like reports to kind of back it up. So let's uh-huh. talk about that a little bit. A couple weeks ago, Rihanna was spotted wearing these like gorgeous, huge like shades, very futuristic. It actually it was like um it's my favorite type of fashion, which was like retro futuristic, where it looked like if you had taken what J Lo made like really popular in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. but blew them up and just made them like super oversized and uh-huh. crazy. It was like that. A similar to um. She don't get en- get get enough credit for this, but um, Amber Rose, yeah, when she was she was that glasses she does queen. A little bit of fashion back then, yeah. Yeah, she was the glasses queen. Hmm. I wonder how she's taking the Twenty One Savage news. <laughs> I haven't seen her make a comment. How is everybody taking that news? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga bamboozles bamboozled us. <laughs> I actually saw that there's but more that's to America it. America for 14 years. That there's more to it yeah. and that it's like, you know, whatever. That's Marsha's plate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she was spotted in these shades and they actually had a Fenty logo on them. So it got people talking of where can we buy these? We want to find these, whatever. So people started doing a little digging. And according to Women's Wear Daily, which means there's some clout to it there. Like Women's Wear Daily is like the standard for fashion journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, they have all the the top everything you want to know go to women's wear daily so they had a report that said that rihanna was teaming up with lvmh which we learned a couple episodes was louis vuitton moet hennessy the huge Mm -hmm. conglomerate over in europe um to break into the high fashion world now this would make rihanna the first black female designer that they have on their roster come on now it would also be the first time so let me go into a little bit of the history a little bit. So Rihanna's Fenty brand is actually owned by Kendo, which is like a huge makeup company. Kendo is owned by LVMH. So they already have this working relationship, relationship. together. And they've been so impressed by what she did with the 40 Shades and the fact that all of her shit sells out. She has this... I mean, we know. We've talked about her before. She has this fashion cred, this street cred that I don't think anybody else has. Has tapped into. At all. Absolutely. Um, so they already have seen since, that in her. Since like who? Like Baby Fat or Sean John? Yeah, Sean John. I didn't think about that. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there in the 90s, there was these black um, entertainers that celebrity was Celebrity-led. Celebrity-led yeah. um, fashion things that were happening and, and being really, really successful. So, <coughs> Sean John, Baby Fat. Because that's Fat Farm. House of Darion in that? No, were they successful? <laughs> well, <laughs> no shade. You know, I love my girl. B, Rock aware, Rock aware. I can see that. Kind of, yeah. Um, did they ever get to the level of high fashion? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, but so I that, think Sean John and Fat Farm kind of got. They would definitely be. They would be, I would think, like department store levels. Yeah. As far as luxury fashion, they Rihanna would be the first celebrity to cross into that level. That level. The she would be sold if this deal goes through yeah Rihanna would be sold next to like Valentino um, Mm. Mason Margell like she would be next to the brands whereas Yeezy is he's never quite reached that that level level. Um, and also his almost every collection that he's presented has been 
universally panned by fashion critics, which is yeah. his whole thing of like, fashion hates me, they won't let me in, whatever. Yeah, because it looks like bomb clothes. But, okay. Exactly. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> talking about politics for a second, this is. <laughs> I was going to talk about this at the end, but now we're here. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Kanye has always reminded me, or not reminded me, but Kanye's foray into fashion, to me, is the same thing as Bernie Sanders' foray into the Democratic Party and his run for president in 2016. Where not only are you not a part of our group, but you consistently take us down and talk negatively about the gatekeepers and the people in power of this group, but then expect us to take you seriously and want to use the resources that we have to lift you up. (sighs) To me, that's not how you maneuver in either of those worlds. That is a very nice corporate (laughs) way of viewing that. (laughs) That's a very... So basically, Kanye is... The Bernie Sanders and Anna Wintour is Hillary Clinton. Oh, <laughs> this is a oh, <laughs> oh. Um, let me see. That's a little exaggerated, but honestly, especially when we know all the shady shit that went down during the DNC. <laughs> yeah, all that so, stuff come out. You know. So it's kind of ooh when it comes to getting Hillary the nomination and not Bernie and the tricky stuff that was the shady stuff that was being done. But have you seen the shady stuff that his campaign was doing recently to the female staffers, paying them less than the male staffers and sexually harassing them on Bernie's campaign? Yeah, that sucks. That sucks, absolutely. Girl, what happened to Chasing Threads? We chasing the politics right uh, again. <laughs> right to the state so of the So I do, I, I, I get what you're trying to say. You got to play the game to get into this yes. club. But as two minority people on this mic, mm-hmm. we know how wrong that is. Yeah. <laughs> we know how wrong that is. We know how even if you play the game, you still might not get the keys to the kingdom. Yes, Respectability ain't that. never saved nobody. I 100% agree. Well, that's, that's actually a good point. But I just feel like Kanye, though. But no, it literally, it sucks. It does not look good. I think that's what it is. Like, I think if it was like, oh my God, this is a fucking amazing yeah. collection of some work. Yeah. Then... I would be like, I feel you. And I think but that's what makes not. people ready to accept Rihanna. Is Rihanna has, has a sense of style. Yes, and she has maneuvered her way through, not only through music, but through the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's had, she won the Fashion Icon of the Year Award in 2014 from the CFDA. So she's been, I mean, that's that's not early in her career, but as far as, as long as we've known her, she's always been... With, part of fashion in our minds too it's not like this is just she woke up one day and decided oh i want to make some dishwear mm, style she's clothes after bad girls gone, girl gone bad or something yeah when, but i think that's because she was this like manufactured star and they weren't letting her do what she her wanted thing, to do right then you can tell that there's a point in her career where she really kind of took over the creative direction. Right. And I think that's when she became. Yes. Re-ray. Yes. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. Yes. The fashion icon that we know today. Yeah. Um, I think she, it is authentic. Mm-hmm. I think that she has a, a style vision that we can see. Yeah. She is a trendsetter. She is a person who 
has the fashion eye that we can literally see her talent. Yeah. We can literally see her fashion choices mm-hmm. and say, "You, this girl got something. Yeah. Kanye. And there's also a difference too, I think, in there are other celebrities who have done not this, like we said, this level of luxury brand, but mm-hmm. there are other celebrities like the Jessica Simpsons, the people who, I mean, Jessica, Jessica has slayed. a huge brand. Yeah. Huge. Maybe it's the price point though, but I don't necessarily think of it as fashion. The price point. Yeah, the price That's point. what it is. But also, <laughs> what I was going to say is... Which and I, it's cute. It is cute. It's definitely cute for And it, we can't say those, those directions, those fashion decisions and directions are necessarily Jessica. Okay, that is what I was going to say. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between people who put their name on things. Absolutely. And it is whatever versus people who are creatively driving their brand, which I do think Kanye is doing for Yeezy. And has hit a chord with with the sneakers. Like, the sneakers are amazing. They do look good. I like them. That's the only thing that I like. Clothes, I just... They look like bomb clothes. Mm. They look like... And there's a way to have a a casual, underdone fashion that still looks high fashion. I love, like, a whole post-apocalyptic type Uh look. I love that. it still has to be designed well. Yeah. His, to me, genuinely looks like... and And this... I was going to say this sounds bad, but I guess I do mean it bad. It looks like you go to like Walmart and like you wear the clothes to like walk through the mountains in Denver and then you're just like sun drenched and you're just tired. It just looks, I don't like it. It's just not a fashion direction that I would be led to go down. <laughs> yeah, and if y'all like it, honestly, I Ooh. want people to tell me. <clears throat> not that you anyone has to explain their fashion decisions, but I genuinely would like to hear why people buy it. Cause I don't, and not many people are, but somebody is. And if you love it, I, let us know, like tweet us, write us on Instagram. Why do you love it? Cause I need to know that. Cause I don't, <laughs> I'm, I feel like it's a level of insanity, but I will love, I mean, like I said, when Rihanna comes out with this thing. So let me go back to that real quick. So it's exciting for a lot of reasons. It would make her the first black designer for this house. Um, or this fashion company, it would make her the first celebrity to break into this world. And also, LVMH has not launched a brand, like a brand new brand. They have not launched a brand new brand since 1982, I believe. Damn. Excuse me, 87, with Christian Lacroix. So for them to be willing to take this jump with her after all that time, Mm -hmm. I just wonder, I wish I could just see what like the, even the... The stuff, the preliminary stages they're at now, just like those sketches and stuff. I wish I could just see that because mm-hmm. whatever it was to make these people say yes to trust her, I mean, it must. It's gonna be awesome. I can tell you what it was. It was the success of Fifty. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. the success of that. That's all they care about: <clears throat> is money. Yeah, we yeah, like, yeah. oh, we're going to, because like you said, the the Fenty brand is under them already. Yeah, yeah. And so they said, okay, we're going to give you this little bit of budget <laughs> <laughs> because we know you Rihanna. So it's going to, yeah. it's going to bring some kind of success. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So let's, let's give you this little bit of budget. I'm sure we're going to turn a profit and it's going to be cute, but we didn't know it was going to do this. Yeah. It was going to come and rock makeup like crazy. Because anybody expected it to do, like anybody, even mm-hmm. in the beauty industry, people were. And Rihanna has come in as a relative, I mean, obviously she's not unknown, but unknown to the beauty world. And she mm-hmm. came in and she has now set the standard for foundation foundation your diversity and your shade range and and there was people who pushed that along yeah and her coming into um especially coming into beauty now Mm -hmm. where 
all these YouTubers have influenced where fashion has gone to, yep. how makeup fashion yep. has gone to. Um, coming in and listening and mm-hmm. taking that intake and really releasing something with a diversity diversity of shades, mm-hmm. with um, diversity of branding, mm-hmm. the models, the, the marketing, all, yeah. the, marketing yeah. um, the strategy, the marketing strategy with sending the right people, the right press kits, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Because I see them. The, I'm, I'm an ex-YouTuber, so I still yeah. watch YouTubers. Yeah. So when I... Look at the YouTubers. They sent it to the right girls, mm-hmm. the girls who were the the pinnacle yeah. of um, that we care about, influencers that we care about. Yeah. They definitely sent them to the right girls, and they also they were strategy. smart in allowing Rihanna to remain the face of it too, because people give a fuck what she's doing and mm-hmm. what she's wearing, and, and the bitches beat exactly <laughs> like stun- stunningly beautiful. beautiful. But that is why, that's why I think she's the future of fashion because the street cred the obviously the eye for design and fashion and where the industry is going mm-hmm. and her taste for inclusion taste it inclusion has unfortunately become a good marketing trend now yes. for a lot of brands but she's clearly doing it and they're clearly mobilizing behind her in a way that it doesn't seem cheesy or fake it's just this is rihanna and of course this is what she would do uh, on topic but different direction mm-hmm do you think that you just mentioned that diversity could be is this marketing trend right now? Mm-hmm. You have Rihanna coming in, breaking these barriers, a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, even like I, I was talking to you about earlier about how like um, the gatekeepers didn't really want um, McQueen to really come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that these these really extraordinary talents and this diverse hap- diversity happening to fashion? Do you think there going there is going to be a backlash in the same way that happened politically about when mm-hmm. we had Obama for eight years? Mm-hmm. These, this trend of mm-hmm. whatever that was. Yep. Of newness and progression and da 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 da, and then boom, this backlash happens, and we get Orange Commando. Do you think a version <laughs> of that can happen in fashion, where we we go back to prizing and um, prizing the blandness that is no diversity? I think there's two things that are. that kind of splinter off from that yes because just by its nature fashion is cyclical in Mm -hmm. that things that have happened now are going to happen or things that happened before are going to happen again what's old now will be new again xyz and it's usually because of that it's like if you look at the sexual resolution of the 60s and 70s then the 80s and 90s well not the 80s but 60s 70s 80s were very bright let's find our bodies let's Mm -hmm. show this let's show that And then the 90s was the grunge movement where you were trying to cover up and it was just whatever you saw your parents do, you're going to do the opposite of because Mm -hmm. you don't think that's cool. Um, And it metamorphs into something else. Into something new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So in that sense, yes. Also, I think that because I hear YouTubers talk about this, Jackie Ina in particular talks a lot about how... Jackie, 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 Jackie. Jackie, 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 Jackie. Hey. Come on, Auntie Jackie. Talks a lot about, which we know this as minorities, but... When you are uplifting people like a Rihanna, like a Jackie Aina, like a um, 
AOC, like, I mean, any minority, they then become the voice for that entire group mm-hmm. because that's just the way our world works, unfortunately. So if Rihanna has a misstep or something, then it becomes. See, we told y'all you know these I mean? niggas can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would you ever trust Rihanna to do something like that? You guys uh-huh. should have known better now. And it sets the everything back right. 10, 15 years. It holds, you know, now the gatekeeper can say, ha ha. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. When Louboutin said, let's give the little black girl a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give the little black girl a chance. And she failed. (laughs) They all will fail. I do think, though, like you said, more than anything, these people only care about money. mm -hmm. And she's proven that her brand and her vision is profitable. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine they're going to let her fail. Gotcha. I mean, that's just kind of my opinion on it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Let me think. Let me think. So, do you think? Do you think Rihanna is the future of fashion? Number one, and do you think of her peer group right now? Do Mm -hmm. you think she deserves this? As far as do you think she's the one who should be the first celebrity to cross this border? Do you think there's Um, someone that would be fit that spot a little better? Yes, I think Rihanna has earned her place in fashion. I I think when we talk about the future of fashion, I don't think that it, I don't even think that it is, um, this is just the next step in Mm -hmm. her trajectory. I feel like she has made fashion faux pas. She has made fashion that, like fucking mammoth trend setting Mm -hmm. decisions. Mm And more, more mammoth trendsetting decision than Phobos. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I was going to say. Her, her vision, her, what is the word I'm looking for? Her, what is it? Her pioneerism uh-huh. into fashion has been so much more relevant to the industry and to culture mm-hmm. than any misstep she's ever had. Yes. You know? When we talk about music, when we talk about because when you talk about the people for the past 10 years who have been trendsetting in music, you cannot leave out Rihanna. Yeah. We, of course, we have other amazing people, mm-hmm. but you cannot leave out Rihanna. Rihanna she has is a pushed contender. forth a type of sound that didn't exist before that her. That didn't exist be- before her. Yeah. Um, when we talk about fashion trends, you cannot talk about a fashion it girl yeah. in the last 10 years mm-hmm. and not say... Even if she's not your number one, mm-hmm. say that Rihanna was not a contender yeah. in the top spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we talk about when was an exciting makeup brand launch that was actually successful, successful, I mean? like people were excited for it and it did well. Exactly, yeah, excited for it and it did well and 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 affected the industry mm-hmm. like and what? also pulled people into caring about the industry that didn't before because Rihanna changed. I mean, I'm white. So my privilege of ever having to think about foundation shades and concealer was of course there's 57 shades of white. Why not? (laughs) You know what I mean? And there's two dark colors. Like, of course that's correct. Her entering into the industry and kind of like setting the standard of if you're going to launch skin, skin products in, the 21st century, bitch, they gotta have shades for everybody. Right. Like, that's just is what has to happen. Yes. And before her, I don't know if I, I mean, thought about that. Yeah. 
Um, and then previously, and then especially coming out of America. Mm, yeah. Especially coming uh coming out of America because for a long time most of the beauty trends was coming from Korea. Yeah. Coming absolutely. over from Asia. Like when they did like those that BB cream mm-hmm. trend was happening. Just the um glow the what's the shit strobing or yeah. there's so many beauty trends yeah. that was coming out of mm-hmm. you know yeah you know non-american things so with this particular um so for her to have a launch that comes out of america and it's successful and you know i just think that's amazing yeah so i think she this is this is just her next level up she has cultivated a style and a fashion prestige that where else would she go i agree a thousand percent i read an article that posed the idea that this should be kim kardashian and not (laughs) not rihanna Mm -hmm. why so let's like let's take it seriously so i did not read the full article because i don't agree with that the points that i saw them make were who has what did that how do they word it who has changed american culture across the board more than the kardashian family in the last 15 years like they have become this rihanna they have become this people call them our royal family here's the thing i i I don't agree with any of that i hate all of that i do see what they're saying as far as her reach and the reasoning behind it Mm mm-hmm I don't think that Kim, Chris, whoever's running the ship over there could carry it to success the way Rihanna could though. Ever. But also personally, I it should be Rihanna. Her fashion, everything about her it should be her. But they're I'm trying to take it seriously. So you know. let me think about <laughs> Kim Kardashian. She made it on the cover of Vogue. So it's not a it's not about it's not that I don't think she, that the Kardashians are not influential. Yeah. So it's, that's anybody who would say that they are not mm-hmm. is stupid. Yeah. And, and they're really trying to say they're not influential. Yeah. You, you're biased and clearly you don't like Misogynistic. Or something. Yeah. So I like the Kardashians. So let me say that. Mm-hmm. I like them. Mm-hmm. I think that they get a bad rap with black people. I think, do they make silly ass cultural appropriation mistakes and da 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 da? Yeah, some things I'm like, Okay, y'all tripping. Um, do they say some problematic shit? Not, oh, I'm not calling people niggers, but they will say some, they will say some stuff that's like white liberal blind. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? They will say some silly stuff. Um, but when it comes to their cultural influence, <clears throat> I think their savvy is not necessarily in fashion, makeup, da 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 They're savvy in their talent, because I absolutely hate when people say they don't have talent. Yeah, okay. No, they can't stand up in front of a mic and sing. <laughs> no, they can't do these stereotypical what we consider talent, act, yeah. da 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 The talent that them bitches have is to garner their audience into action. Mm-hmm. So they can hey, mobilize like a motherfucker. They mobilize like a motherfucker. <laughs> they can take their, their they can monetize their popularity mm-hmm. so well yeah. that that is their talent. Mm-hmm. And that to me, it's not about fashion. Yeah. That's not that's not what it is. It also to me, they dominate culture, but they don't push culture to me the way that Rihanna no. does. Their talent is 
becoming well known. Yes. Rihanna's talent is I'm telling you what's next. I'm setting these trends. For I don't me. look at Kim Kardashian exactly. for what's next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. At all, yep. who does? Yeah, what's <laughs> what what mess you what mess you in right now? I want to know about it. Like I want to know about your life. I want to see your beautiful children. You I want to see yeah. how you gonna spend this crazy Kanye yeah, yeah. shit that he's doing. Yeah. I want to see the current message out in. How are you gonna do, get, do yeah. it? So I'm not looking at Kim Kardashian and saying. um, Oh my God, I want to wear what, I want to find what dress cam wore. I do also think from like a business perspective, there is a difference between the type of, if you would have said that about makeup, like if she, if you would have said about, cause Kim's makeup, yes. I do think that from a makeup standpoint and not even the brand, I'm talking about influencing how people do makeup. Oh, like her herself. Her. Gotcha. Because of her yeah. look, yeah. how tan it is, she how exotically beautiful contouring, contouring and highlighting, yeah. and how dark she is. Yeah, that look. Mm-hmm. Why you think all of a sudden we got these people getting exposed for <laughs> uh, playing black women or playing darker than what they really yeah. are? And da 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 da. I think Kim did influence a certain makeup look that we are seeing now. So if somebody had said. Oh my God! Um, she should have had a Fenty like brand. Mm-hmm. It, I would, I would get that. Yeah. But saying she's supposed to, she should be this next level fashion um, thing. No, bitch, you are crazy. And what I was compared to, to Rihanna, I think come that on. There's also a. I think that the Kardashians have to walk this line. I think Kim does it less now that she's with Kanye and they're pop icons but i think their relatability and the success of their show they kind of have to walk this line between we're successful and we live this amazing life but you as watching it you almost could have this do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's like i said kim and kanye is different but the kardashians as a whole watching keeping up with kardashians five years ago it was more about Look at this rich, quirky, famous family. The simple life. Yeah, it's not... Like with Paris and Nicole Richie. Exactly. We don't have it, but it's not that it's like out of this world. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rihanna, I feel like... There's a mystery. Fashion, yeah, it's yeah. she's enigmatic. And there's this, this quality to her that feels unattainable, but also because she is that fashion trendsetter, you're like, I would do anything for her. And you can't create that formula that Rihanna has. No. The formula for Kim's and them success, not that you can recreate it, because you didn't have a sex tape, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you can recreate it, but their formula is to be luxurious. Mm -hmm. And also, their formula is like a formula created in a lab. This is how we're going to be famous. This is what we're going to do. Uh We're going to use... It's so organic. Mm -hmm. We're going to use social media Mm -hmm. to create celebrity and yep. monetize that celebrity and just be luxurious. You can't yep. get this shit that we have on. You can't. <laughs> and that's not trend setting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's taking a fashion house's vision, mm-hmm. putting it on your body. Like that's modeling. I have, that's modeling. They're modeling. You get what I'm saying? So no, you, you're not trend setting. And I don't get that from them. I get, you just need money to do this. Yeah. What Rihanna has, you don't just need money to do. Exactly. I yes. know people who have yes, vision, 
who has a really high fashion mm-hmm. vision that have no money. Yeah. Alexander McQueen was one. Yeah. Yeah. So there are people who are walking the streets of Houston. There are people who are walk- walking the streets of New York. There are people who are walking the streets of LA who have nowhere near mm-hmm. the amount of money that Rihanna and Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians have, but they have a high fashion sense of style yeah. that you can that you cannot take yeah. you it just does not come naturally mm-hmm. to everybody. Yeah. And I think Rihanna has that and I think that's why she's the one it's her yeah. and the why her makeup brand went successful is because of Kim Kardashian would not even be thinking about that diversity ever that Rihanna yeah. was pushing and guaranteeing for a brand that she had her name on it yeah. she would not do that so that's why she would Kim K wouldn't doesn't have the success mm-hmm. as does she have success yes but yeah. not that kind of success and you like I said, you're modeling. You are not trend setting, and you don't have a fashion to me, uh, a relevant fashion. Um, do you think she thinks that? I think she does. I think a lot of people think they do. Yeah, I'm, you think that she thinks she's like Rihanna, or you think she thinks she's just a saleswoman, a model, or do you think she thinks she's a visionary? I don't think she thinks she's. I don't know what Kim K thinks, but if I was to guess, <laughs> I. I think she, I think she thinks what I just said. Mm-hmm. I think I am talented at monetizing my popularity, yeah. and that is my talent. They don't say it because they want to. That that ruins the mm-hmm. the mobilization. <laughs> like you're just following me, sheep. <laughs> you group think motherfuckers. I made tons of money off you, motherfuckers, doing what I tell y'all to do. Um, so she's not gonna say that, yeah. but I know I know she want her and Chris and the rest of them want to say. Bitch, this is our motherfucking talent. Us yeah. sitting in this boardroom is our motherfucking talent. Yeah. No, we can't sing. No, we can't do nothing. But this is our talent. Yeah. And I think she thinks that. But you, but as far as the public, anybody who wrote that article, you cannot <laughs> tell me that Kim Kardashian has the authentic style vision mm-hmm. that Rihanna portrays. Yeah, she just does not. Yeah. And we're not talking about do you favor Rihanna style compared yeah. to Kim Kardashian style because there's some fly ass shit that Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian wears, but it I don't envision her making these style decisions. I, I envision that. some stylists coming in and say, "Here are some pieces. What yeah. do you wear?" And she says, "Oh, okay, I pick this." Yeah. And I don't feel everything she does. Mm-hmm. And do I feel everything Rihanna does? No, but more consistently. More consistently. You feel like if we think about it, this is. Two totally different people, but this is what I'm talking about. When we talk about J-Lo's red carpet looks mm-hmm. compared to um, Beyonce real carpet, red carpet looks. Mm-hmm. J-Lo's red carpet looks are so fucking consistently sickening. Yeah. So consistently, oh my God. Everything styled right, makeup right, hair right. Her fashion choices in regards to her red carpet looks are so because you cannot fuck with J Lo yeah. on her red carpet looks. But then you got Beyonce. She got some that's cute, mm-hmm. but they are not consistently. Oh my god, I can't think of more than like three that have yeah. ever like. Like I don't red carpet. I mean red carpet. Yeah, I I don't see looks on Beyonce that are like, oh my god, you slayed this consistently. Do I see some? Yes. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that fucking high ponytail with that glitter ass gown, stuff like that. Um, you know, certain things. But but that J Lo consistently Mm -hmm. is slaying a fucking red carpet. Yeah, that's how I feel about Rihanna. 
and if we're comparing Rihanna and Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, is there some shit looks that I love mm-hmm. from her? Yeah, there has been some looks, specifically in her makeup. Yeah. Her fashion ain't necessarily also, my taste. I think this past but, year, year and a half, her fashion has gone somewhere different. Mm-hmm. I really like what she's doing now. Now, yeah. But again, it's more, it is more, look at this beautiful straight off the runway Yes, I'm, I'm showing wearing. you how much coins I got. Yeah, yeah. Whereas um, Rihanna is a creation. Like, like it's yeah. this, this focus, this mind behind it. It's a. Uh, even when I was when I was doing research on her, even when she did her Puma line, they were talking about how surprised they were that she was as involved as she was. She did all the creative direction for all the shoes she did, all the clothes, and she creative, she directed. All of the, I don't know if all, but she directed a lot of the ads and mm-hmm. like shows and stuff for them. Right. Um, and they said the same thing with Fenty. Like she is consistently involved in every part of the process. As it should be. So I, I love it. I'm excited for it. And I think that no one else could do this but her. She deserves it. And I'm ready to be rocking Fenty coats, thongs, eyelashes, <laughs> nails, everything as soon as possible. Now, do you think the the lack of equal success of Savage to Fenty is a warning to what might happen? I don't want to jinx her, but because Savage think, ain't that successful. So I think I remember when Savage launched people had such high expectations of what it was going to look like because of Fenty and because of the couple of promotional images that had been released Mm -hmm. and because Rihanna is the fashion person that she is, people were expecting it to be iconic and it's real kind of basic. Yeah. Do you think that that's a, a precursor? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to tell. All the, was uh, to me lingerie was a weird step anyway yeah. for her not that she i mean she's queen of taking lingerie and making it streetwear but for them to launch it the way they did as a full lingerie line that looks like it could be sold in victoria's secret uh-huh because what we love about rihanna doing lingerie is her doing it with her titties out on the sidewalk mm-hmm. not watching these I, I don't know i think that I need to look and see how much of Savage she was involved in. Uh-huh. I know she was involved in the marketing stuff, but the actual design of it. I mean, it seems like she's involved in most things she does, so I would assume she was. Um, but also, the price points are going to be different. Yeah. The Savage stuff versus this stuff she's going to launch with um, Louis Vuitton White Hennessy is supposed to be, you know, like out of this world insane bridge. So That makes sense. Well, I wish Rihanna... The most success. Mm-hmm. I wish she continues to. I I want. Uh, I'm rooting for everybody black. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, the prophetess <laughs> Issa Rae <laughs> said. So I hope that she, you know, she's successful. You know, because I like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like if she fails, then when, when's the next person going to come in and do something? And you know, the Fenty team is also really good about sending things to influencers to review. Hey. So if Fenty wants to send us, I think we're probably the first podcast to talk about this Rihanna fashion line. So if y'all want to send us something to review, we will be happy. Yeah, happy down. So happy. <laughs> not, not that I'll be able to fit it, but <laughs> I'll rub it real nice and really, really take care of it and put it on the wall. <laughs> So, it is Black History Month, and I'm a black-ass bitch (laughs) who loves black history, 
And so, of course, I wanted to find y'all something that had to do um, with black history for me to talk about in regards to fashion. So I wanted to talk about Elizabeth Keckley. She was born into slavery, especially when we talk about we just got through talking about black women doing some first. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born into slavery in Virginia. She used her superior skill as a seamstress and a dressmaker to buy the free, her freedom in 1855. Think about how many fucking dresses that bitch had to make to buy her freedom. That's crazy. God. Where was um, she? She was in Virginia. Virginia. Oh, you said that. Yes. As a free woman, she lived in Washington, D.C. Gotcha. Then. Okay. So, you know, she said, fuck this Virginia shit. I'm about to go <laughs> to D.C. Not that it's far, but, <laughs> but I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> She sold and tailored dresses for the daughters and ladies of the most prominent families in D.C. Her reputation mounted and she, it just built and built and built this momentum to where she got the intention. She got the intention of Mary Todd Lincoln, mm. first lady mm-hmm. work um, and soon became her specific dressmaker. Mm-hmm. So when Mary Todd fell under financial strains after her husband Mr. Lincoln was assassinated. Keckley helped Mary Todd auction off her clothing in New York. So she traveled to New York with her and, you know, like a what we would call like a trunk show. Was she old at this Like, how old was she at this point? Um, I don't really know. I don't know the age. I didn't look that up. Bitch. Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like a normal trunk show. You know yeah. how people yeah. rent out a hotel and sell mm-hmm. their high fashion stuff. Um, and... Another attempt to generate funds for her, for Todd, as well as her, Kickley published a diary in 1868 called Behind the Scenes or 30 Years of a Slave and 40 Years in the White House. Oh, wow. So it was just a basically a tell-all diary Mm -hmm. that her and Mary Todd went into cahoots with. Like, okay, well, let's release this book. Mm Mm-hmm. Mary Todd hated her portrayal in the book after it was released. And so, so much so that she made her oldest son um, remove it from publication. She fought to get it removed from publication. Because of the controversy, Keckley was ostracized by her community and her business declined. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? I would be pissed. Mm -hmm. I released this book for your sorry motherfucking ass (laughs) and we thought it was going to do something that it didn't. (laughs) And bitch, you get mad and get my shit taken down and now I'm looking like the snitching ass slave woman. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. (laughs) Mary Todd, you know, is is like a famous bitch. Yes, There was this quote about her that was like, um, I remember reading a book, it was like, Mary Todd with two D's because one D might have been good enough for God, but not the Todd family. Not the Todd. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> According to um, the African American Registry, from 1892 to 1893, she left Washington to teach domestic science um, at Wilberforce University in Ohio. So she returned soon after to spend the rest of her days in a home for destitute women and children oh in Washington, which she actually helped to establish. Hmm. She died there from a stroke in 1907, May 26, 1907. That is not even that long ago. That is not like that in long the grand scheme. In the of grand things. things. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I good. mean, just um the hustle of that. The mm-hmm. hustle 
this is the, this is so many black stories, come up stories that you may not hear about because um, they're not a part of some racialized case like mm-hmm. um, Dred Scott or something yeah. like that. They're not a part of it. But um, the, the drive and dedication that it takes to get your freedom and then the drive and dedication it takes to maneuver in the circle of prominent people mm-hmm. as a dressmaker and get to the pinnacle to be the first lady's yeah. dressmaker. Actually, then to turn around and have the compassion and the empathy to, to help people out after you've done 20 lifetimes of work already. Already. Yeah. Already. And then I travel with you. And it might be some coins involved. Yeah, we yeah. got to hustle. But... I travel a bit with you mm-hmm. to help you get your shit together. Yeah. And then me doing that when I really could have just stayed in Washington mm-hmm. and once your husband died, tried to be the new first lady's <laughs> dressmaker yeah. or, or still work with the prominent people. Mm-hmm. But I go and try to help you out and do the things that I can to help you out since you got, since you got me here. Yeah. Um, and then after all of this work, after all of this success that I garner, I have to go die mm-hmm. in a home. Yeah. I helped establish when I was balling <laughs> and die of a stroke. Ah, that's just so sad to me. Very <laughs> it's powerful on one end and then so sad that like, gosh, you know, this is your end. I wonder why no one has ever told that story mm. like in a movie that's very interesting mm-hmm. unless it's more sad well black stories don't get made that's true. <laughs> that's true and nobody really cared about mary todd after he was killed so. yeah no mm. yeah but it's an interesting story yeah and how um you know you're not nobody when your husband's gone because who <laughs> unless you're a white woman like jackie O. yeah um that has some connects to fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mary Todd didn't have no connects. <laughs> She's just old bitch. So they like, uh, let her go and die out. <laughs> but, um, you know. Now, did she have, what was the lady's name again? Elizabeth Keckley. Keckley. Did she have children or descendants? Or I think anything? she did have children. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, so somebody's telling the story. We are. We are. Thank you. (laughs) Another somebody that I kind of wanted to highlight is Willie Smith. Um, He was born in 1948, 1987. And we're talking about black first and that kind of stuff and successful black fashion entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he is considered to be one of the most successful African-American designers in history. Smith educated at the was educated at the Parsons and Philadelphia College of Art, mm-hmm. specializing in relaxed cottons, and all his creation was revolving around that. He began his own line called Willie Wear in 1976, which at its peak sold $25 million worth of clothes per Damn. year. Smith won a Cotty American Fashion Critics Award for Women's Fashion in 1983 and a Cuddy Shark Men's Wear Award in 1985. During his career, Smith designed the suits of Edwin Swasberg. I can't say that name is one of weird white <laughs> names. And his groomsmen for 
and the grooming for the marriage of Carolyn Kennedy in 1986 and also designed clothes for Spike Lee's film School Days. He designed all the clothes wow. there. So I wanted to point him out in in this grand scheme of talking about American fashion icons because people like Willie Smith, I hadn't heard about. I went to fashion school for five years and nobody ever taught me about him. So, <laughs> so for somebody to be making $25 million worth a year, yeah. so not just one year I made 25, multiple years, yeah. I was making $25 million. Um, and to be considered the most successful African-American designer and I not hear about them. It, is Willie Ware still... Did the brand carry on after his death, or I don't think so. Hmm. I was gonna mm-hmm. say because I don't think I've ever heard of that brand either. But yeah, so you know that's something that I kind of want to point out in the midst of talking about Rihanna's success and how you know when when my Angelo says that when I come into this room, I come on the shoulders of ten thousand. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about. There are people who already have busted down doors, yeah. and they're you know so she's coming on the back. Of so many people like Elizabeth Keckley, yeah. um, Willie Smith, and you know, and all the though they seem they're like they're disconnected, they're not. Yeah. This is just the wave of going forward, and I just wanted to share that. Yeah. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're going to get into our Fresh Off the Loom segment. So Fresh Off the Loom is where we talk about some of our favorite looks we've seen since we've been gone. You know, however long that might be. So <laughs> Don't judge us, bitches. Don't judge us. So just some looks that have made a big impact in fashion the past couple of weeks or month or have kind of just stopped us dead or just something that we have personally found exciting or amazing. Um, I know I've got a couple that have kind of knocked me over. What about you, Diamond? Any that have? I have two. Let me hear them. Who's first? Who do I want to talk about first? So let's talk about Rihanna since yes. we've been talking about Rihanna all this season. So Super Bowl just happened mm-hmm. and she was in um she was out and about in this big ass fucking white fur coat and tennis shoes. <laughs> She looks like a polar bear fantasy. Yes, like that is exactly what fashion. she looks like. I just thought it was amazing. She looks warm and cozy. She got this white purse, these tennis shoes on, this ankle bracelet, these beautiful. I love fucking colored glasses. Me I like too. things that are colored. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't necessarily like just black. If if you're gonna give me a dark color, give me something like a um a amber. Yeah. Something. I love colored glasses. And this is this is. This is a chic, you know that this overcoat, tr- oversized coat yeah. trend is kind of going on, mm-hmm. and this is a chic way to do this. But this is why Rihanna is who she is. She knows how to make something feminine, not look bulky, and look great like she has. And there's so many things about it that she does well to where it is trendy, where it's an oversized coat and it's gorgeous. But then the absurdity of the buckle in the, the middle big that's ass just buckle, furry. Just furry. But it works. And, and then I so have perfect. on a t-shirt. This <laughs> is Rihanna. Just like a t-shirt underneath, like uh-huh. unbothered. Gorgeous hair and makeup. As Classic always. hood ass fucking um, chain. She looks good. <laughs> she looks good. She always know how to make fashion looks like I'm a high fashion bitch going to Rite Aid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I just threw this on yeah. and I look sickening, bitch. Here we go. So good. I love it. And I always love like a monotone like look. Anyway, she. Uh-huh. I love it. Love it. That was really good. What about you? So the first one that kind of I took notice of. 
she's very she's actually been known to do some um cultural appropriation and take roles from people that she doesn't belong in so <laughs> she's a little bit of a divergence from this but emma stone at the sag awards they just happened a couple days ago mm. um she wore louis this louis vuitton suit head to toe um it's like one sleeve that it kind of ends in a ruffle the other side is like a it's totally sleeveless but then there's huge oversized bow that's tied around her neck and it looks like it's all just like encrusted in gold mm-hmm. and then she has just high waist black like pleated pants on it's beautiful and for her who she always looks good but she's never like stopped me in my try not chic i actually don't like the lip in this i don't really like the lip I feel like I've never seen her in any makeup other than this, so I don't. Like, <laughs> I didn't even look at the face. I don't like the lip, but I definitely like that top and that bow. The, is so it just beautiful. looks more chic than I normally does. Like, have we ever seen her in a pants? I don't. She's always in a dress. She's usually or a gown girl. Yeah. yeah, she's usually a gown girl. So I really like this. It looks like a Kate Blanchett number. I 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> that it, that's what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like Emma Stone, but I enjoy it on her. Yeah. I really If it was Kate Blanchett, though, the bow would have been about 10 times bigger. <laughs> like, it would have been so over the top and perfect. But Emma Stone did it. I think that's why I like it. It's it's still normal, but it's uh-huh. risk-taking for her, and it's really pretty. Have you seen The Favorite, the movie that she's in for that's getting all these awards? No. Uh-uh. I've tried to watch it three times and couldn't get into it. The but it's favorite. supposed to be amazing. It's about... Queen Anne I and believe. how they had a lesbian like relationship. A lesbian I've yeah. been one to see it, but I do like stuff like that. I like period pieces though. I d- supposedly it's amazing. Like people okay. are saying that it's the hottest sex scene of the year is between three women and Olivia. And Cullen, I love the Olivia. Rachel, Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Um, they're all gorgeous to me. Rachel is the one who Rachel did Weiss. Mummy. Yes, exactly. Yes, okay. She's nominated for Best Actress, I believe. Okay. Um, but I even Olivia Coleman, I love all of them. So I kind of wanted to see it, but I keep falling asleep. But if y'all like it, <laughs> but that's why she's here wearing that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, my next look is Keisha Kaor. Hmm. Now, Keisha Kaor, she's married to Gucci Man. She is. Um, her claim to fame is that she's married to Gucci Man, but. She already had a makeup, a lip makeup line mm-hmm. that was making millions already before she was married to him. He before he went to jail, he gave her like millions. Like I think it was like six million. Mm-hmm. I'm not one hundred percent for sure, but a I lot of millions. Like two and she turned it into six. Okay, yeah. So something, something like that. Something like she, that. She he gave her a big lump sum amount of money. Yeah. Do what you need to invest it in. And when he got out of jail, she had turned it into... She's really that bitch. That bitch, right. <laughs> Mother Caribbean. Um, so, this particular look, I love ratchet fashion. Yeah. So, let me say that. So, who represents ratchet fashion is a Cardi B, mm-hmm. um, low-key Mary J. Blige. <laughs> She's been holding it down for years. Um, Fantasia. Uh, Fantasia, that's one. Um... All the Atlanta housewives. Oh, Marlo. <laughs> love a Marlo. All the Marlo. Um, loving hip hop girls like mm. um, Rashida. Rashida fashions are yeah. loved. I love seeing her fashions. So this is the this is that what I'm talking about where it's like hood fabulous. It's ghetto fabulous. Would you it's, count Nikki in that? Nikki sometimes. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just hood fabulous. And so this look, 
that Keisha Kaor is rocking is like a fucking up to date 2019 Betty Boop. She looks sexy as fuck. Her bomb, her Gorgeous. body is bomb. It's like this mint, minty green latex latex dress, and we'll have the information about it on mm-hmm. the um, on the blog. It's like this minty green latex. Is that fucking um, Snow White glasses? Is that Snow White? Un- oh. It looks like Snow White, yeah. It looks like kind of Snow White, but it might not be Snow White. But she she got these fucking teal, minty green finger waves, and she's blinged out. She's just, it's just the pinnacle of hood fashion. She looks amazing. Her body looks amazing. Her legs look amazing. And she just looks great. I love it. And everything's perfect. The nails, the shoes... I, every accessory, the eyelashes, mm-hmm. the hair, like everything is perfect. Little yeah. finger waves. Yeah, Ooh, so she I, looks good. Yeah, so I do. Would I consider this high fashion? No, but it's it's high fashion, hood fabulous. It's like high ho fashion. <laughs> yes, my love. This is this high. I want my strippers to come <laughs> to the club before they give me a nasty pole dance. So wear it out. Now speaking of like strippers, we're gonna uh-huh. talk about a full titty out look real quick for okay. our next look. I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you did because everybody did. Queen mother of fashion, the lady who invented the walk, (laughs) Miss Naomi Campbell, closed down the Valentino Couture show in full titties out, brown skin shining, stoic face, hair yanked back. I mean, her entire body, that dress, everything is hanging off the cheekbones. Mm -hmm. We talked about this a little bit before. To be honest, do I care about the dress? No. I actually think it's ugly. But to, <laughs> to see her, the way she carries it, and the moment of her walking out being closer to 50 than she is 30, mm-hmm. being a black woman who, it, it, I mean, really, I feel like she's carried modern runway on her back, if you want to be honest. Honestly. But to... And to see her close this show, it just, oh, Celine Dion was in the front row crying because she was so moved by it. Mm -hmm. It just was beautiful. And everything about it was, I I mean, I was like emotional. And we love to throw models away quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So for her to, to stay relevant and stay looking great and being relevant in an industry enough to close a show a couture show a couture like show. it's not like she's doing like i mean we all love alexander wang but like this is valentino couture mm-hmm. like she is this is like the pinnacle of fashion mm-hmm. and she's just what y'all still, want still that bitch i'm giving y'all still titties and cheekbones thank you thank you that's what i'm talking this dress we know it's Gorgeous. ugly but this is his artistic <laughs> talent but i'm still being here i am <laughs> Oh, I just remember one more thing I want to talk uh-huh. about. I haven't even told you this before yet. Uh-huh. So, I was looking into some red carpet looks because I wanted to try to find some where I found the Emma Stone that I liked. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm sick of is men. If I see one more man, I'm about to pull up a picture and show you, in that fucking Louis Vuitton harness thing that Let everybody's wearing. It. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, don't do my baby. (laughs) What the fuck is that? Thank you. So, 
it started a couple weeks. I don't remember who very who started it. The first person I remember seeing it on was Timothy. I don't know how to say his last name. Chalamet. It's this little white twink boy who's in this gay movie. Uh-huh. He was the first person to do it. Then I saw a couple more people do it. And then Michael B. Jordan did it this week at the SAGs. It's just this like, it's this Louis Vuitton harness just over a suit. But it looks like it doesn't fit right. And people are, the part that's annoying about it to me is, A, it doesn't look good. But every time someone's worn it in the past month, two months, men, people have fawned over them about how they're just so brave. And that is just... For wearing a harness? It's ugly, bitch. (laughs) And and like, if that's the bar... And it's it's also... There's this conversation, too, in the white gaze of Hollywood right now, of Mm. the Ezra Millers and the other guy for American Horror Story. These white cis men... Queer, but mm-hmm. cis men who are wearing women's clothing on the red carpet and being called brave and so strong, and they are just doing such great things in fashion. And it's just like people have been just because they're white twinks and they're wearing a Forever Twenty One dress, they're not doing nothing for me. I'm no, not interested. It doesn't. Like there are other people who have been doing this for much longer, and it's not braver, and it's just. I don't know. I have a very weird relationship with what's going on in men's fashion and the way that people are praising these white cisgender men. But you got to understand that they can do so little. I was going to say, we're lucky if they take a shower. <laughs> I guess They that's can true. do so little. Because I did see today, yesterday, this past weekend, there was the Oscars luncheon. And did you see Lady Gaga in the like, she had this white, it was beautiful. It wasn't on my fresh off the loom, but it was beautiful. Standing next to Bradley Cooper, who pulled this fucking wrinkled ass suit off the bottom of his floor and just put it on. It didn't fit. It was wrinkled. His hair was all over the place. It was just bad. And I was like, what? She has to go through all of this stuff. And he looks like somebody's drunk uncle standing there. <laughs> like, I'm over it. With no judgment. I'm done with it. <laughs> Men do better. No Stop wearing harnesses unless it's in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> the end of it. Tell me what you think about Pierre Davis. Who is that? Okay, great. I'm glad you don't know. Let me look it up. <laughs> so, Pierre Davis is a Los Angeles designer who made her debut. In New York this week, in Fashion Week, um, becoming the first openly transgender creator to present a collection in Fashion Week. She's the designer. She's the designer. Oh, my God. Further shaking up the event that already featured trans models. I thought that was sickening. Say I thought that was a good name. Her name Pierre is Pierre Davis. Davis. Wow. What was her... What's the aesthetic? What does it look like? Um... It looks like bondage. <laughs> the, the things that I saw... Looks very bondage, and I didn't particularly like it, but I think it's groundbreaking. Um, it's business wear, it's like a glamazon genderless um line. So she's the first transgender designer designer to show at Fashion Week. Uh huh. Wow. Yep. In a gay ass industry, in a LGBT, you know, y'all motherfuckers don't like us like that, bitch. Stop it. Just when we need Amanda LaCour to walk or something. We can't even be on dragways, huh? Oh, God. We 
can't even be on Drag Race, honey. I will say though, one of my looks from this week was, but I didn't know if you're like up to date on Drag Race. I'm it was not. gonna be Latrice. Have you seen any pictures of her runway this week? No, I've been seeing she's being red. Oh my god. Mm, okay, yeah. The the makeover. the read is. The read is you come with these old homely ass old dated looks, yes. and okay. you putting sitting sending girls home. I agree with all of that, which okay. is what I usually think of Latrice. But she, <laughs> I love That's her. The norm. I love her. But two weeks ago, that that was this past week that she looked real rough, and I was just like, Mama, why are you still here? Two weeks ago, they had a the theme of the runway was Plastique Fantastique, um, and she. So they all did the, like these plastic and latex looks. She wore this down the runway. Like mm, that's interesting. Iconic like club look. Her, imagine her big ass body in this huge latex with these like anal beads on her head. Like, that's kind of loud. That's it looks be, so mean, good. Yeah, it looks like that. She really did that. Okay, and yeah. that didn't look dated. That looked no. That creative was, and I, that's by far the best she's done. Normally she has on them dancing boots from 1984. <laughs> Doing a bucket little, number. Getting <laughs> <laughs> <In> here. <laughs> But she's still there. So, uh, so congratulations, um, Pierre Davis, for um, presenting at Fashion Week. I know that's a accomplishment. That's so exciting. Wear yep. that out. So we have a question um, that's coming from one of our Instagram followers. One of our Instagram followers, yeah. And so, Man of Clouds, he actually asked two questions. One of them is, "How do y'all think the LGBTQ community has influenced fashion?" Now, we both have a lot of ideas on that. Absolutely, that's going to be a whole, yeah. so whole we, full show. We have that planned to be like a full episode, so stay tuned for that because we're definitely going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other question though that he had was really good: was what is our current favorite fashion trend? So everything that's going on right now, we talked about. Rihanna in the lingerie, the streetwear, all this type of stuff. What's going on right now that you're really loving and you can't stop thinking about? My favorite thing right now is the oversized silhouettes. I'm seeing big ass peplum dresses mm-hmm. that are super huge. Like yeah. you can't even see anything else but yeah. that and a heel or something. Um, like Almost Rihanna's like, enough. What is the word? Like when you, like a blurred silhouette. Like it's yeah. not even like a shape of a body. Uh-huh. It's just like big clothes. Exactly. I love that. Um, Rihanna's big fur coat. I've seen a <laughs> lot of oversized jacket, oversized coats, mm-hmm. oversized things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's one of my favorite. I don't know if I would do it because I would look like a blimp. But, Goodbye. <laughs> you know, but I love to see it. But you do like, like. Big flowy stuff. I mean, everything has a silhouette though. Yeah, so that's it has different. a waistline. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I need, I need a cinched waist. Proportion. Yeah. You know, I do like a big, you know, big full A line dress mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. like that. A big shoulder, <laughs> but you need to come in at the waist. <laughs> I need some silhouette of an hour. Some kind of silhouette. Mm. I've been really liking, and I, maybe it's because it's a return to what was fashionable when I was in like middle school, mm-hmm. but I've been seeing a lot of sequins again. Yeah. And I'm really into it. Like I was watching the um, Regina King on the uh, Hollywood Reporter Roundtable mm-hmm. for Best Actress. And she had on this cute little like flirty sequin thing. And at first I was like, it's not 2008. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, that looks so fucking good. Right. And then I've kind of seen it everywhere since Because weren't they all in red? Yeah, they were all yeah, in red. Pretty. They all look really good to me. Gaga yeah. had on like the big billowing Gaga's arms. hair. That okay, was Toby. Ha- but have you- her hairline. It was a wig, so. That wig was pushed up to her eyebrow. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Anthony. I was like, I was, I told my boyfriend, I was like, come on. 
who is doing this bitch's wigs? Like it is, it was beautiful, but that hairline was giving me Teresa Judice from Housewives. It was just a lot, but yeah, they all look beautiful, and so yeah, sequins. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but if y'all have any more any questions, any kind of embellishments have been... embellishments. I, yes, there is fringe. I'm seeing the studs come back like there yeah, was. It really I've feels like it was when I was in high school. Yeah, everything is cyclical. Like it's I said. looking, looking cute. Yeah, I've been seeing that, so I guess. You know, shiny, shiny stuff. I love shiny stuff. Trend, shiny. Trend. So I guess that's fresh off the loom. Yeah, fresh off the loom. So thank you for listening. And I think we did a show. It was fun. It was fun. We'll be back. Sometime. When we come back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye.